welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. week we listened to uh return of the rentals from the rentals and uh lucas do you want to tell us about the album sure your recommendation is this like the first album this is the first album it was recorded in between the blue album pinkerton by weezer and features uh the best part of weezer matt sharp on bass and it's his band and he got a group of people together to work on to work on this album because he had some cool ideas I remember when I was in junior high reading an article in BAM magazine about him finding his first synthesizer in the trash. And I was like, man, I want to find a synthesizer in the trash, but it never happened. <laughs> but that's what got him into wanting to play with the Reynolds and starting the Reynolds, which is going to be a heavy synth band. And he has Matt Sharp loves him some Gary Newman. So there's a lot of Gary Newman that is in these songs and a lot of that's why it's pretty pretty heavy synth driven. Okay, okay. He actually mentions Gary Newman in one of the lyrics. Yeah. I, was lo- I was reading the lyrics. And they cover a Gary Newman song. Which one's the cover? Uh, I'd have to look it up. So a lot of my notes says sounds just like Weezer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll just ignore those parts of my notes. <laughs> but this is an album that K Rock started playing Friends of P, and that kind of sucked me into it. And that was what, 95? So, so Friends with P, that was like the... That was a big single. The Blue Album came out when we were like 10 or 11-ish, right? Yeah, 94. 94. So, okay, so, so yeah. just is celebrating 25 years today. Oh, wow, wow. that's that crazy. The Blue Album, wow. And I think I just dated the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's... It's alright. It's alright. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Blue Album I listened to before we moved to Across the Street from the High School. With that one tree that always smells like, funky. Yeah, you can fucking say that. As soon as I said, as soon as I left that my Do you know the story about that tree? No. Do you know why you remember that tree that smelled in front of my house? Though? Yeah, I do remember. Someone put a fucking bag of meat in there. <laughs> what? Yeah. Someone threw a bag of meat, like meat, and they mom eventually called not poison control, but like animal control or something like someone. Like animal like, died or she, something. Yeah, we didn't know what it was, and she, they pulled out. And it was a bag of meat that someone threw in there, but it was there for. I mean, how long was it there for? Dude, who the fuck hated you that much? I, I felt like uh, every time I walked to Taco Bell, it, I could smell it. And I would walk to Taco <laughs> and Bell you, a lot. And you and Joe year. used to yell at my house. <laughs> Him and Joe used to yell at my house. Used <laughs> to curse your house. Oh, that's so gross. Back to the rentals. <laughs> now, I don't know how... They were kind of like my band. I don't know how much force you got into them. Because when we would hang out, I'd kind of pepper it in on you. And I could never figure out if you were cool with it. 
if you weren't cool with it, we're supposed to go to a concert together. But and I washed the ticket. You washed the ticket. So. Oh yeah, you uh, told me that story. Um, I I never hated them, and I, I I was kind of bummed that we didn't because I I didn't hate them. But you know me, I'm kind of some bands I need to see live to kind of get that yeah extra just to get into it. So I think I would have liked them more if we if I went and saw them with you that that time. You would have got to stand next to Aaron Barrett from Real Big Fish because that's who I stood by most of the time. Oh, really? That's cool. I guess. <laughs> so, who's the girl that sings in this? There's on this album. There's three. Okay, I thought it was all the same same girl. No, there's three. There's um, Petra Hayden. She plays violin. Her sister Rachel Hayden does just the straight vocals, and um, there's another woman. That sings on it as well. Rachel Hayden was the one who sings on. I just threw the love. Yeah, Virginia. she's the one that from sings on that. Black, songs from the Black Hole. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And there's another girl, Sherry Lynn. She was the other singer, and they would all play a synthesizer, except for Petra, who played the violin. So yeah. anytime you heard that, and she's famous for being on a lot of Green Day. Oh, she. So if you hear Violet and Green Day, that's, that's so her. Blood, oh, that's Sex, and Booze cool. would be oh, her. Like that time, what, 98 ish? 90. What? What was after Insomniac? That's Nimrod? the. Nimrod. Yeah, when blood, when blood, Sex, and Booze. What's the. I guess, I just know that. It's... Oh, no, or Hitching a Ride. Hitching a Ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hitching a Ride has so, the violin on it. Yeah, that's, that's her playing. Uh, the violin in this was like, I didn't expect that sound to come in, but when it did, I'm like, hell yeah, it's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was an interesting addition to having, you know, the synthesizers in there. Yeah, the synth, and then, like, with the classic violin, like, it was, like, it worked, dude. I, I like it's, it. It's, it blew my mind, and it was very inspirational to me with a lot of my love for getting into synthesizers, which later on in my life would just kind of consume myself from the late 90s into the mid-2000s of hunting synthesizers and never being able to afford a real good synthesizer. <laughs> you had some decent, you had a decent one. I, would... I still have one, but oh. I don't ever play it. That keys broke on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so do you ever, have you, Jimmy, have you ever had listened to them or first time listening to them you didn't mean your friends to pee when it came out because i remember no. when it came out i remember when it was a buzz clip on mtv <laughs> oh really no i never heard of this band before um friends of pee that's where like my notes is like this is such a great song like i really cannot believe i have not heard this band at all because like it's a i see why it was a single because it's a fantastic song um i read that this was about rick okasic's wife uh that's the rumor i haven't heard him mention right. confirm i could confirm that I've talked to him. <laughs> Matt Sharp or Rick Ocasek? Everybody. Oh, okay. He favorited a tweet of mine many years ago. Matt so. Sharp or Rick yeah. Ocasek? Oh, really? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of his style, like his bass playing style, and just like his awkwardness, I kind of channeled into my playing and being slightly awkward on stage when I play in bands. You're like way less awkward than I am, though. I'm well, I mean, I, I would just try to steal the show. Oh, that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of see how him and Rivers would clash. That's what I'm saying. Is there like yeah. bad blood between them at all? Or There was for quite a while, and that ended probably 15 years ago or so. Oh, okay. So it was just like oh, five-ish cool years where they're kind of like... Yeah, they didn't like each they didn't other. like each other. But so what got him over it? They just squashed it type of thing? I think so. He was... I think he was at Rivers' wedding... They did a show, him and Rivers did a show at Cal State Fullerton, like a little acoustic show that Matt Sharp was doing, and he asked him to come in and sing a song with him. 
Okay. And it was kind of like a big, that was like the big surprise guest, and that was probably early 2000s. Did you go to that? Were you there? No. That sounds like something you'd, you'd be at. I didn't hear about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that cool. Oh, it was like a, like a small thing, like a special yeah, thing? It like wasn't in like someone's a... classroom. It wasn't like he was playing in the quad. He was like in like a little classroom playing, so. Uh, do you want to go down the track list? Or yeah, let's you... hit these tracks. All right. The first one of The Love I'm Searching For, which, I mean, I like every track. I love every track on this album. So <laughs> yeah. There's not going to hear any bad words from me about any of the tracks, but... What are your guys' thoughts on that? I loved it. Song. Yeah, I loved it. When the girl's vocals came in, I'm like, oh, dude, this is dope. <laughs> this is super cool. Because she has such a, like, a great feminine but strong voice to it that yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Because like, like, I thought it was like, going off the album cover, it's just a dude. So I figured it's just going to be a bunch of dudes. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. But <laughs> I, I loved it. And then the violins, when they kicked in, I'm like, dude, this is not what I expected. Like, yeah. I love it. Plus, I love anything like Cynthia. So I was like, dude, this is cool. <laughs> So when you open the CD book, you see the whole entire band, and you're like, uh, they're all a bunch of robots. They all look this, dressed the same. But it's really only for this album. After that, it kind of just kind that of went away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like how it opens up with that distorted, like kind of like radio signal. Yeah. 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 I feel like you're getting in a car and you're getting ready to go for a drive when the first track comes on. I like the transition between the tracks, too. How there's kind of like a little... Like sound effects, for, yeah. no, for lack of a better, but they kind of how they make them flow into the, each songs. The, I, I like I like this one. Um, I think when we get there, I like to move on better. Yeah, I can see that. Track wise, the next track, "Waiting," is probably my favorite one on the whole. Um, it was the one where I couldn't wait to play it when I got a synthesizer to learn it, and I'm one of the few people that gets off on listening to the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And the song totally kicks in, and it has that that yeah. synth, the way it moves, the octaves of it. It really gives me that Disneyland type of vibe. So immediately when it starts off, it, I'm ready to have some fun with that song. There's a line in there about no four part um, barbershop har- harmony. Is that a dig on Rivers? Do you think because um, they did that? I have a line cover. Maybe. I don't but know. At the like time, it. they were still. This was. In, this was still in between Pinkerton, so he was still probably okay with them. He was just doing something on the side. So the next song was Friends of P? Probably the middle of the road song for me, just because I had to hear it so much. Yeah, oh, I remember... Yeah. Okay, yeah. K-Rock had that thing on content rotation. They did. did they? They, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't heard that song, because... Yeah, I never heard it. They played it a lot. I was like an MTV kid, so I watched. That's why I was like, that's why this is, reminds me of like buzz clips. Oh yeah, no, it totally does. This is like that era. It, this was like, the, and this was the one oddball one out of everything they had on those buzz clips too, because it was always like, like Stone Temple Pilots and bands like that. It was never like, like this was like the one weird, like off one. Yeah. From everything, even even from, I mean, it's kind of Weezerish, but it, I mean, there's a different, there's definitely a distinction between both. I like to think that this was the direction that Weezer would have taken when, if they... I, when I hear it. Okay. Where I'm, I think like this is probably would have been fun for them to go this route. I like that Matt is running the show and he's doing his thing with it because now you can tell his influences on the Weezer songs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To listen to him. I like, like I said, I like to move on. It's just kind of a really slow, just kind of. Like quiet, quiet, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, I, the the harmonizing of the vocals and 
I'm cool with that song. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I felt the same way. It's a good song. I like that it's like quiet, but it's still good. Like, this was a very refreshing album to listen to after Husker Do. So <laughs> I it was the palette. Yeah, I, yeah, I loved pretty much every song on here. So <laughs> after that. After, <laughs> after, after Husker brain raped you? Is that <laughs> yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Please let that be you. I thought the synth sound on this was probably amazing because they were playing a lot with it. Yeah. And, like the melody was really cool and they were just like, just playing with it. You could, t- you could, you know they're having fun with that song Yeah, and that's why I love that song even more. So like, I, I dug that song. Synthy stuff, I like synthy stuff, but I think sometimes, like, partway through, this kind of blends into a lot. Like, some of the songs kind of blend for me. Um, not that they're bad, it's just that they... Well, it doesn't sound like 1980s fuzz tone guitar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that electronic instrument. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with your electronic instruments, <laughs> sir. My Summer Girl. I always... This is probably one of my least favorite songs, if I had to. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. Yeah. Kind it's of it's kind of, I'm glad it's in the middle. Yeah. Because it just, it's a nothing song, really. I have it on my notes as the title, and then nothing underneath it, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to write for it. I'm like, it's okay, song. It works. Yeah, yeah. I do like Brilliant Boy, though. That's a good, lyrically, it's fun. Uh. Musically, it, it, it fires on a lot of, I, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of plate spinning in that song. So I work in an office, and I ended up stealing speakers from my computer. So like I had it playing. Yeah. In that office environment, it's mainly like ninety percent women. <laughs> and so I was listening to the song, and the lyric is like, uh, "You're just a stupid girl." <laughs> so a few people were upset because I was listening to it, but I loved it. I thought, it was, yeah, it was a great, great song. The lyrics are dope. Like that's what I think and that's what I think I think in a lot of these songs there's a lot of plate spinning on some of a lot of these songs like not in a bad way he was like, living off all that Weezer money he had money to spend and they were signed pretty much immediately but he's like I'm doing something they were like or, take this yeah like studio time just to sit there and goof off is pretty much what it was nice yeah and I, I like it because it's like they're playing around with it they're discovering new like ways to like play their instruments like it was, it was a good transition from that grunge era into getting it to like well probably Britpop was probably popular then too yeah because the next album he has someone from Blur on one of the tracks I would so. say that's seven minutes I think I saw when yeah. I was doing, doing my research. is that as good as this is it as solid as this or do you, is this other one this more like your favorite this would be my favorite mm-hmm. but seven more minutes would definitely well it ranks number two they don't have very many albums but it took I bought that on a whim when it came out. Didn't really hear anything on it. Didn't like it. So it kind of just sat around. And then as I got older and matured a bit musically, I started to appreciate it a lot more than I did when I was 17 and slinging Starbucks drinks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The next one's, what is it, Naive, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. I, I pretty much this. I, I love this album, so I, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, it's, this one is my favorite song on the entire album. It reminds me of a kind of happier evens song. Okay, you know I what mean? that's a, that's an interesting take from it. But yeah, no. It, yeah, so to me, it's like it just reminded me of the evens, but just happier. And I I love the evens. I love this. Like so, yeah. I, I 
Favorite favorite song on the album. Yeah, I can see that would be happier. Yeah, that's that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, I I got I, I got nothing to counter that. I got, I got <laughs> Don't counter it. I don't <laughs> counter, but I, I agree. Yeah. I think I said "Waiting" was my favorite song, but actually, it's this next song. These days, yeah, it's one of my favorite song, just because the way it starts with the vocals coming in first, and then it, you got the synth that just kind of yeah you into it, locks me in, and it's the breakdown in the middle is kind of nice. There's some nice buildups in it that when I listen to this album. I could hear Ozma in it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So well, they I read too when he came back. They went on tour with Ozma, and Ryan played guitar for him yeah, on that when tour. You, when when I went and saw him, that's who. Oh, that's the one that was like half Ozma was playing with them. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. So you missed out. Damn. There's videos on YouTube. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at like the past members. There's a bunch of past members in this band. Who was the most famous one? Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Was in this band, <laughs> and Pat Wilson like, drummed. Yeah, he, he drummed, drummed on the first one. On yeah, the, but on this album he drums. So, but yeah, my Rudolph was in this band, and you can find old like them playing in Tower Records in oh, like, wow. and they're all in there. Someone's a camcorder recording it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty cool to go down memory lane because the. Yeah, it's Tower. I've only gone to one in show at Tower Records, and we can discuss that after the podcast. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> it's funny. I was there, and we weren't even really hanging out at that and point. Then, uh, <laughs> um, then the next track, the last one, it's, it is what it is. It's not one of my more favorite yeah. tracks, and I believe they redo it. Sweetness and tenderness. Yeah. yeah. Later on, when he got the band back together and was working on it, I think they redid it on one of their albums. Yeah, I liked it. To me, this one sounded like a uh, Velvet Underground song. Oh, is that the cover, though? Is that the Gary Newman cover, or no? No, the Gary Newman cover is different. It's a different song. Oh, it's a different album, too? or It was like on a tribute album. Oh, oh okay. I thought it was on this. But yeah, yeah, I thought this was a good ending to an album. Because it's kind of just like... It, kind of spacey and airy a bit, too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you pick, yeah, I pick up on the Velvet Underground. Well, it does have Gary yeah. Newman. He does say Gary Newman in it, doesn't he? Yeah. Is yeah. This one, yeah. <laughs> now, the cover they do is We Have a Technical. I'm not well versed uh, in Gary Newman. I'm not well versed in Gary Newman either. But Jimmy, I, are you well versed in Gary Newman? No, not at all. No cars, that's it. <laughs> I know cars... Um, I know he was supposed to be at Coachella when we went, but oh. there was that big volcano and he couldn't get the plane over oh. from England over. Oh, wow. And I remember being a kid and finding some of my mom's pins, and one of the pins she had was a Gary Newman pin. Oh, that's cool. For, yeah, I found a Devo. It was supposed to, I found the D for the Devo. It was supposed to spell out Devo. Yeah, and I found a Gary Newman pin. That's what those are the ones <laughs> that I found. So overall, um. I'd heard a couple of these songs from you. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I don't know. I don't know how many times I would listen to this going forward. No, you have to be in the right mood to listen to it and ready to listen. Just, just a kind of candy, like you're eating candy. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Although Emily was like, "Who's this?" Like when I was listening to it, she's like, "Who's this?" Because she's kind of like interested in music right now. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So anything, anytime I put something up, who's this? Who are we listening to? So I was like, oh, it's the rentals. Those are the things you need to listen to before we get here. (laughs) This was my uh, drive home album when I was stuck in traffic. Yeah, so. It's quick, too. It doesn't look like it has 30 tracks on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you only listened to 15 of those tracks. I was worn out, man. <laughs> but I thought about this after we left, after I did the last one. And I think I texted Forrest and said, we should do this one. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to change it, but he made me stick to it. I asked you what you wanted to do. I was a I'm cool with it. I'm well, cool with it. I um I, I like I said when we do these music ones I just kind of put those musics on the, the those albums on just loop for the week I don't yeah, like I, I don't put I don't listen to I don't listen to a book that week um, because I want to just kind of focus on that so that's all I will listen to is just those albums yeah and the then fact I'll, that we're doing these albums like I purposely made sure that I was done reading everything I'm not in the middle of any stories or whatever and then I just focused on these albums so see yeah. I want to get in and analyze every track. <laughs> take a deep dive on it and take notes well that's what I'll do that like like last night that's what I did because yeah. I went through like the night before we re-record all these I'll sit and I'll just like I'm watching the movie like when, when we yeah. watch when we do the movies I'll sit and I'll take notes and I do that like the night before I'll listen to it for like a week straight or a couple weeks however long I have in between and then just the last night sit go over lyrics and you know lyrics I made it, I didn't miss I missed not you know, being able to pick up by yeah. my ear, and I'll make my notes. Yeah. I, unless something hits me all on the way. I'll do like my first impression on my notes, like yeah. what I feel about it. Cool. Then I'll listen to it a bunch, and then I'll come back with a final like listen in my notes of like where I am with the, the songs. But yeah, this like this was a treat. This was way better than Husker Do. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. I'm glad. That's so great. out of. Uh, Two stars. Not at a two stars. Hey, two stars. I love this album. Um, I'll give this three cents up. <laughs> nice. I of course give it two stars. <laughs> two stars out of two. <laughs> Okay, Jimmy, so next week we are going to watch John Carpenter's The Thing. The Thing. Have you ever heard of this movie before? I have. I've seen the prequel. So I this? have not seen the prequel to this. Okay, well. But I know how it ends. Okay. Uh, I know how that movie ends, so. Yeah, so I'm saying, no, I know how the prequel ends. Yeah, I, I, it's supposed to be minute by minute, I guess. But I'm excited because, like, I thought the fucking, like, prequel thing which is dumb they're the same stupid name too yeah. but I'm excited because like I, I like practical effects I hear there's a lot of practical effects because that's oh what, yeah but yeah we'll, we'll talk about it next week well thank you guys for listening this week if you want to comment on the show or if you have any questions uh, you can hit us up on Instagram at yhblankthat and you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com <laughs>